And so I remember I asked her ahead of time, like, hey, mom, like, you know, like, I want to have play basketball. It's going to be $200 this year, right? Like, I'm telling you, months in advance, like, put $5 a week, put $20 a week, do something. Like, I'm telling you in advance so you could save up for this, right? You're putting your mom on a savings plan. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I wanted to do it, right? Like, I, like, I was, I was just, like, it was to my core that I wanted to play for a basketball team. And so, like, I remember when it came down to it and like you know trials were that day and that like you know money's due that day so i was like to my mom like what about it what about it and it's just like she's like she's like you're not playing basketball like i don't got the money right and it's like it just broke me to my core like it literally like i had just like i was just fucking like crying the entire day right and it's like sitting in my room i had literally made the vow that like when people ask me where my drive to like be go this hard and stuff like that comes from, that's literally it was that very day because I remember so vividly that I literally said that hey I refuse to have my kids grow up like this. Now how old were you when you did, when you made that decision? I was twelve years old, it, which is ten years ago. But that just shows you like even at a young. age. Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit. And you are tuned in with Tyshawn Jackson and my co-host Ryan Ketchins. What's up? I'm turned up today, man. I'm ready. I'm we ready. ready, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ready. Freshly back from a vacation. Just came back from Utah. Man, that's a beautiful place. One yeah. of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Ryan, you just went to Portland? I was Portland. Yeah, Portland is, is beautiful, but it's a sad place, though. Very gloomy. You know what I mean? Uh, not, not many black people, but it was cool, though. You're about to get dope. canceled in Portland. You're about <laughs> yeah, to get right. canceled in Portland. It's cool. They got some good gas out there, for sure. You know, the, uh, It is legal yeah, out there in Portland. It's, it's recreation mm -hmm. out there, so that was cool. But, um... I had a good time, man. I need some. I need a, a zinc replenishment. Yeah, sure. We're we gonna talk about what that is on our uh, after hours episode. What that? Why, why he needs a zinc replacement? Demon time. But for Demon right time. now, let's focus. On Slayer. What's, <laughs> what's happening right now is we got a very special guest, a record-breaking guest on the platform, the youngest guest we've ever had. My Haitian brother Sockbox say we got Jacques Pierre on the platform here today. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey, bless man, bless to have you, man. Because I think the last time we got up, we was actually outside a club. I think we was like at Benny's um, birthday celebration or something. Yeah. And within about you know 15, 20 minutes of us standing outside the club, like we talked about uh, physical fitness. We we touched a bit on mentorship. We talked about business. Yeah. And um, that's when I knew it. I'm like, yo, we got to get this dude on the show. Oh yeah, I remember we did talk about business. Just standing around looking. Oh, wait, I think who was it? Benny. Benny was late as hell. He said, "Be that." Yeah, he was late as hell. Whenever somebody tells you to go to a club at a certain time, just come an hour after they tell you to be at the club. Exactly. So that's exactly. that was the situation. But we had a great time that night, and I did not know how old you were that night. Like I just knew you were, you know, doing well in business, and you know, I got even more impressed when I found out that this cat was twenty-two years old. Yeah. Because the fact that my man just made a million dollars last year as a real estate entrepreneur in his business, and he is 22 years old, lets me know that not only are you qualified to be on this platform, but you are somebody that's breaking curses and doing things that our society that is against our societal norms. Mm -hmm. So I need to get you on this platform for you to let us know how you're doing it. And before we go into the money making part or where you are now, I want to start from the beginning. Yeah, you okay. got a, you got an interesting name, Jacques Pierre. So I know you probably got a story behind that. Yeah, Jacques Pierre. So I'm actually named after my dad. Um, so my dad, both of my parents are from Haiti. They immigrated. My dad's from Port-au-Prince. My mom's from Jacques Mel. Mm -hmm. um, they came here back in the 90s. 
um, they met here. Um, it's a kind of like it's kind of a funny story, kind of growing up to uh, just to kind of really, really like give you guys a more of a backstory because I know when people hear like, okay, you did tw you're 22 years old and your business did a million dollars last year in revenue, right? And they're like, okay, well you must, especially in real estate, they're like, oh, you must have a handout or something like a hand up, but like really to deep dive into it. So like growing up, as far as like, as far as us having money, that was not the case. Mm -hmm. That was not the situation. Um, just to give you a really like a perspective, like my dad right now, he's currently a gender and my mom works at Publix, right? Humble um, beginnings. Mm. So, I mean, really, really like, and going back from like my like early childhood, I, I like, I remember, um, cause we still have the photos. You go to our, like our little like family album and stuff like that. Like my parents were staying, where they, my parents were, while they had me and my sister, they were crashing in somebody else's basement. Like when I was like an infant and then they finally got their first apartment, or, like a little bit after that. Um, and then like, that's where we were at, like in now Smyrna. And so growing up that, that, those apartments rough as hell. Like this would be full transparent. Like they're gentrified now. <laughs> I remember, I remember Rich road now, but like they was rough as hell back then. I'll tell, I was like, damn, I was like, my mom should have bought a house out here. But anyways, uh, at the time, but like pretty much roast infested, literally like literally roach infested apartments. Like it's, it was a point to where like you had to shake your bill back before going to school just to make sure in the end you have no coach, no roaches coming with you. Cause you know, you don't, want, nah, you don't want to be that kid that like they see the roach crawling out your butt bag. You know, like, you don't want to be, that, you definitely don't want to be like, that Oh, that's, that's just Charlie. Charlie, get back in there. <laughs> like, oh, my man, my man. Like, right? <laughs> you know, I can see shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, but bro, like it was, um, I mean, and at the end of the day, like when that's all, you know, growing up, you don't like, you don't really know better, right? It's just like one of those things like, in retrospect, when we had finally moved, um, when we finally moved like a small town, moved out to Paulding County, Dallas, Georgia, there's actually another Dallas other than Texas, right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> but like moved out there and then you kind of realizing that, okay, like maybe it's not normal to grow up with roaches, you know, like it's just one of those things yeah. where- really, it's, it's, a, it's other kids who tell you that shit. Like my grandma told me that. She said, I didn't know I was poor until I got to middle school. She was like, yeah. I was like 12 years old. It's the other kids who told me, oh yeah, y'all poor shit. Mm -hmm. and that's when that, that's when she started really getting perspective. So you're right, if you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, at a certain point, you know, like through school, I, not not in elementary, but middle school was when I kind of realized that breaking that epiphany of that K, like, I don't think we have money like that. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't, like, you know, other kids will talk, I mean, talk about like how much money their parents, they think their parents make or something like that. I don't know, you know, kids, <laughs> A billion. Be, kids yeah, kids are just throwing numbers out there and shit like that. And I'll be asking my mom, like, how much, how much money, you know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, you try to do the math, but like, it's not, math is not mathing, but really it was up to a point of where um, I remember like when I was 12 years old and it was, I was in sixth grade and I had actually wanted to play basketball for like my, my middle school team, right? And so like all my friends were talking about like how they were gonna join the basketball team that year. Like it was something that I had been practicing at, like at home for, for like a very, very long time. And I told my mom, just cause like, I know my mom was the type of person that like, for us, like we always got one pair of shoes at the beginning of the year and one pair of shoes at, at Christmas, right? And that's when she got her bonuses. You know, for so that's why we would get like shoes at that time. Like if we go shopping at JC Penney, it'll be the five dollar t shirt rack. I remember these moments vividly. I remember these moments vividly. This was when you're wearing the shoes. Like I, I remember that. Like your shoes so fucking busted by the time you get a new pair that you wear them shits out the store. Yeah, exactly, bro. Right. It's like throw the other shits away. And you try to finesse those outfits a little bit too to make sure like, you know, like do I look broke or not broke? You know, it's just like you're trying to look good so people take away from the fact that those same shoes you was wearing like yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. So, 
like, but it was like one of those things. So it was a moment to where um, I know my mom kind of was kind of like, you know, she was struggling to make make ends meet. Um, my dad had a little bit of a gambling problem too. Um, and so I remember I asked her ahead of time, like, hey, mom, like, you know, like, I want to have play basketball. It's going to be $200 this year, right? Like, I'm telling you, months in advance, like, put $5 a week, put $20 a week, do something. Like, I'm telling you in advance so you could save up for this, right? You're putting your mom on a savings plan. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Like, I wanted to do it, right? Like, I, like, I was, conv- I was just, like, it was to my core that I wanted to play for a basketball team. And so, like, I remember – when it came down to it and like, you know, trials were that day and that like, you know, money's due that day. So I was like to my mom, like, what about it? What about it? And it's just like, she's like, she's like, you're not playing basketball. Like I don't got the money. Right. And it's like, it just broke me to my core. Like it literally, like I had just like, I was just fucking like crying the entire day. Right. And it was like sitting in my room, I had literally made the vow that like when people ask me where my drive to like be go this hard and stuff like that comes from that's literally it was that very day because i remember so vividly that i literally said that hey i refuse to have my kids grow up like this now how old were you when you did when you made that decision i was 12 years old it which is 10 years ago but that just shows you like even at a young age it says 12 years old you can make a mental uh decision to be a certain way and to move a certain way and i and i did and because i can tell you now that like from that because that's when like my drive had become it had molded that like I had started to figure out okay like how do I get out of this situation like how do I like get out of this situation eventually right so it was to the it was to the point to where like I understand like I needed to go to college not because my parents are telling me to because I feel like that I know that's the way out so I became a very very like I I went from a straight C student to a straight A student Mm, like I right after that yeah like literally like Eighth grade, like from like eighth grade, I literally had like, uh, like all the teacher awards. Like I had, and you know, that was another thing too that like kind of like disappointed <laughs> me too. Cause I mean, I was a disciplined kid. Like, I mean, it got to a point where my standard was like, swear to God, like I was so disciplined to the point where like I will be running four miles every single day, right? Because of the fact that I wanted to run on track team because I wanted to get a scholarship. Like this is not anybody motivating me. I'm 14 years old running four miles, rain, sleet or snow. Like, I mean, literally in the, like, rain, I was running four miles every single day, right? I would come home, have my clothes on bed folded, that and that, anybody tell me, like, literally the first thing I would do is, like, I will do my homework, and I would start reading at the end of the day. Wait, wait, so, first of all, this dude was a Turn into a fucking yeah. X-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing that could happen for you was that y'all was broke. All, all, all that shit is insane. That's the shit I'm trying to work on right now. So, let, let me ask you like, <laughs> I'm trying to become the 14-year-old version of this man right now. I'm trying, look, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm trying to go back to 14-year-old job. Like, y'all swear to, like, I know, that was different. Got like, too much money, dog. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> let me just hold your money and you'll be... <laughs> I mean, what, but so so I get where, where it came from. But who was uh, like who was your mentor? Like who was assisting you when you was getting your grind on at the time? Bro, it was myself. Like literally, I was just watching. Like I'll be watching. Here's a cool, like funny story is is that like when I was 14, I'll also be. I remember I'll be watching HGTV. Like I'll be watching like how to flip houses and shit like that at 14. And I was like, you know, I want to do that one day. Like I was like, and I had the plan to do that specifically. But I had the plan to do it when I, after I had retired from a career, but I had always wanted to get into real estate. Like since I was 14, just watching it was like always fascinating to me. Like, cause like the way my mind operates and the reason why I'm really, really good at business is that my mind looks at like, like, like even my mom, like she didn't even realize this. Like I was a kid that would be taking things apart and breaking shit. 
right? But mom, my mom didn't realize that I was like, what I was trying to do is I was trying to figure out how shit worked. Mm. So I'll take clocks apart and stuff like that because I was trying to figure out how it actually worked. Like what's inside this shit? Like what, yeah. is, what is making this thing move? So like for me, that's like for me in business, like I'm an operations person because of the fact that I look at, I look at the puzzle. Like whenever I like from sales and everything, I, I break people down to like the psychology, like how do you operate as a human being? That's what made me so like, I'm really good at sales. I'm really, really good at negotiations and stuff like that because I've deep, deep dive into like, how do I like, how do people make decisions and how do I break down that process, right? Business is like, literally business is just one big ass puzzle to me. That's all it is. So hold on, let, 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 let's keep going back into, into the upbringing too because you said y'all was, was poor at this point. Y'all yeah. was, you know, y'all was coming up. It was definitely humble beginnings. And mom, mom and dad, what, what was that relationship like? I mean, so, I mean, for most part, I think like I had, I was a rebellion. I was a black, I was also a black sheep from my family too. Like, it's funny. I was a good one and a bad one at the same time. So it was like, <laughs> it, it was, it was just a funny thing. Like, so like I had always been arguing with my parents. It's like, I was just so stern. And it's because like a part of me had kind of resented them a little bit. Right. Like, it was just like, man, like, I don't want to be like y'all. Like, I just mm. like, you guys are, you guys are giving me advice about things you haven't even seen like you're telling me go to college and be successful but you guys are not successful and that's like wow. and honestly i resent myself for being like that because they only they only knew what they knew right but like at the same time at, at a certain point it was just like i had to make the realization that like you know people say that you can't take advice from about getting somewhere to from somebody who's never been there you know so like that was like kind of like where i was kind of like coming from on that on that standpoint that, you know? that makes a lot of sense and i can imagine you had that pent up in you because you in paulden county and smyrna mm -hmm. it's nobody like you it's nobody who has family like your family you yeah. know what i mean so i would imagine especially if you was at paulden county school i mean you probably was one of very few Haitians or just in general black people, right? Or um, nah, Paul, nah, okay. not falling. Oh, nah, nah, shit, no Paul the uh, County. Like, really, Paul the County High School specifically was like the worst high school of like the county. So what is, 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 is it a black school? Mel, we're laughing because you know, like, <laughs> like and right. I ever our school got dragged because they called it the ghetto. They called it the wow. poor school. They wow. called it EBT. Like everybody. That like, means there was black people there. Yeah. Like, also, so, so everybody was was. But it was redneck. Black. <laughs> yeah, poor black or redneck. Like, mm -hmm. and I mean. Poor, poor redneck, you know, like ratchet redneck, you know. So that's like what it was. So <laughs> I'm happy. It's like laughing my pain. Right, right. I'm, ha I'm happy you laughing at that shit because I know I know what that means. Usually, when, especially in those counties, I know the counties in Georgia. If y'all know Georgia uh, well enough, if it's a whole lot of like, what would you? What was the percentage? Uh, probably like 10% black though like it's probably like 10 20% oh. black like 20% black and then the rest is like the rest so it was, it was just, it, and it was a ratchet ass school you, <laughs> you, like you know like a little bit like i mean it's country it's country as hell bro like that's why like, like a little bit of my country accent comes out but i mean bro, i guess I that's was like, about to say that you sound like you from Pauly County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is, it, that, that is interesting that's interesting so my, my, my man's here but you know what you said was kind of was was interesting because some of us, some people tend to do that. Like mm -hmm. you see your parents, they don't have this success. You really don't want to be like them, right? In, yeah. in these, yeah. in, not in the, not in the intangible ways, right? They may have some good character mm -hmm. about them, right? They may be really good people. They may take care of their family. They may be loving, show determination. That aspect, cool. But with them giving you this blueprint on how to move, you're like, fuck that. Like some parts of you resents that, but you got to balance it because I, I think I felt a bit of that too 
Yeah. And it can it can come off as disrespect. Yeah. If you don't tame it. And ungrateful. And ungrateful. So there is a level, but but there's some principle in that too. Because if you want advice about bricks, you go to the brick mason, mm. right? So I mean, our parents in many cases have are not have not been brick masons of financial success. And yeah. they also, you know, the people who are establishing your environment. So I mean, that's a big part of you know one wanting better for yourself is being dissatisfied with your current situation. So yeah. it is a balance. I think you make a really really good point. I you guys make a both like make a very very great point because. I, a little bit was that like I did come across a little bit too just like me realizing looking back when I was like 15 16 like being so rebellious is that like I was very disrespectful like and I feel like and you know I made it up to my parents now like I help like I text my mom all the time like I'm thank you for the way that you raised me like I think I think her all the time right because I like I said we look at the positive traits I may be able to gain from that situation because people are a product of their environment whether you like it or not, and people don't understand like how deep it goes in it, like from a childhood perspective, because um, there's a study that like there's studies that say that like your subconscious mind is not fully developed, or your conscious mind is not fully developed until like you're seven years old, right? Mm. And so mm, what happens? Yeah. So what happens is is that whenever you have, um, whenever you see grow up in your environment, like those traits that your habits of your your family members and stuff like that are going to be ingrained on top are, are going to be ingrained on you, whether right? you like it or not. And so, this is like I'll give you a really good example, right? So when we talk about like abusive men, right? Let's just talk. Let's just get into that abusive men, right? They usually come from. They usually have abusive. They come from abusive um, like households, right? And so what happens, what you'll catch them doing, what you'll catch them saying is because it's a, it's a subconscious reflex because of the fact they've been conditioned because what they will see is that when their dad got mad, that was how he, that was how his, that was how he treated his anger. Like, right. So whenever they get mad at their spouse, you know, they literally, when you hear them apologize to their spouse, they're like, I'm sorry, I can't control it. I don't know why. Right. Because your subconscious controls your emotions. And it controls all, like literally your subconscious controls all of your emotions, right? And so like their their subconscious was trained at a young age that picked up that hey, when you get mad, this is how you're supposed to, you're supposed to react, right? And then they make that conscious decision after the fact that like hey, like no, you're not supposed to do this, right? And that's why they're apologizing like hey, I can't control it, I'm sorry, right? And that's where a lot of people get. So even if so, if you grew up and you see somebody's work ethic, for me, I saw my mom was always working, right? So Part of me, whenever I'm sitting down there, if I take like three days off, I get anxiety. Mm. Like I get anxiety. Like I literally get sick. Like and that, my mom's the same way too. Like my grandma, like her, my grandparents, bro, my grandma be over, bro. She, she washed our laundry three times in one day. Like the same load. Because <laughs> she needs some shit she to do. Work. She yeah, work, like right? she, they get sick if they sit down. Like they get sick if they're not doing shit. Like that's how like my mom is. And that's how I am. And I think it's just something that, like, it's, like I said, subconscious. It's not something I can't control. Like, I can't sit on my ass. Like, I literally cannot sit on my ass. Man, like, so it's, it's like, man, I'm, that poverty was a blessing for you, man. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this prior, too, because it says that, too, in James Allen. He says that in Poverty to Power, cop that book, y'all, James Allen, Poverty to Power. He talks about your pain and your strife can actually be your source the source that you actually tap into and use to be your power, mm. you know, or you can use it, you know, the struggle that you go through and you, you know, wallow in it and, you know, have a bunch of pity for yourself, or you could tap into it and become a goddamn superhero. Yeah. 
And, you know, it seems like that's how you've went ahead and, and leveraged that. And it, it's interesting, too, because the opposite is also true when they say 60 percent of wealth actually does not transfer from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what that means is we try to we, we got to be very careful because, you know, us, we grind it, man. We really, you know, have a big you know, vision of creating these legacies and these empires for our families. And that same thing might actually be what handicaps them. So you really got to make sure that you can somehow try to recreate these environments, obviously, without, you know, the, dra the, dra the drama yeah. of the toxicity and, you know, the, you know, the, the roaches, you don't got to fucking throw roaches in your kids, room, <laughs> you know, so but they you can got to create some kind of uh, environment, though. but you yeah. got to create the environment that can manipulate, create those same principles that you were able to get. You know um, who does that very, very well? Who's that? David Goggins. Really? Mm. David Goggins does that. He's a beast. The, yeah, in every aspect of, of life. <laughs> right? <laughs> every endeavor. But, I mean, David Goggins does it. Like, I think he does it to the highest level of being able to create the environment that, like, and he literally says it. He literally says it. He's like, the reason why I go so hard when I, like, people ask him, like, David, why the fuck do you run 100 miles and put your body through? You're not fucking training for anything. They're like, And he's like, listen, he's like, I'm training my body to react to the moment that I get a call at three o'clock in the morning and then I get a call saying that my mom passed away. Wow. Mm. Right. I'm put, I'm conditioning my mind mentally to handle tough ass situations. And so I even have a theory. There is a reason why when people, you ever guys, y'all ever notice how like people always say like immigrants always start be like they always start businesses. Yeah. They, right. They, they move, they move to a new, a new place, a, a new country. And they immediately is the first thing they think start a business, not going to work for somebody. Entrepreneurship. And typically they're usually more successful too. Mm -hmm. right. right. And so the, the realization that I came to was that the fact that people who have and 89% of millionaires are actually self-made too. Right. So the thing is that I've kind of realized is that when you're conditioned at a young age to go through tough situations, especially if you're, especially if you're an immigrant, let's just say you're an immigrant from the Middle East and you had bombs being dropped on you. You come from a country where bombs are being dropped, dropped on you. Like, you know, you spend every single waking moment that a bomb could be literally dropped on you, right? You come to the United States and you become start, start your own business, right? And this shit get, like, it should, it should get a little hard, right? <laughs> like, people in America are more conditioned to quit because it's a little tough, but you're like, bro, just fucking dealt with I almost got fucking bombs dropped on me you think I'm finna quit because of this little ass shit right, right, right. <laughs> bro, like what like it's like when you have that different level of conditioning understand that like bro I've been through tougher situations in this bullshit like that's just what entrepreneurship is it's like like I understand that at the end of the day like because entrepreneurship being successful as an entrepreneur is not easy no matter who the hell tells you on like that on social media is never fucking easy. Don't ever let anybody lie to you, right? right? It's a test of resolve. It tests your mental capability on, are you willing to commit to this? Are you willing to actually like push you and persevere? And so if you're not somebody who's used to putting themselves through tough ass situations, or if you're not somebody who experienced tough ass situations, you're gonna have a hard time with this. Like that's just the reality of the situation because entrepreneurs are defined by the people, they're literally the people who didn't quit. That's just all it is. That's facts. And, and, and I know you mentioned, you said, um, you know, when people find out, you know, your age after they, well, first they find out your level of success, then they find out how old you are. I think you mentioned that typically they assume that something was given to you or they had some kind of, you had some kind of advantage that they weren't quite given. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm very curious, what do your employees think about you? Like, what, what's their perception of you? I mean, bro, like full transparency, bro, like, like pretty much all my employees look up to me. At 22 years old? Yeah. That's a blessing. And most of them are older than you? Yeah. Wow. 
Like, and that's just full transparency. And it's not me making assumptions. This is literally off, like, off conversations of them, like, talking to me. Now, what what is it about you that you think they look up to? I mean, it's a, I think it's a big thing for my core values. My core values for my company. I have three core values. Um, one is one that we do what it takes to get done. Two, we help others. And three, we solve problems. I like, so, I like that first one. We do what it takes to get done. Because it could be any fucking Whatever thing. it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> But and it's just like at the end of the day, what and also like I give them, I give them like the thing about like with me and my employees is that like we all have like, for the most part, healthy relationships. Good. Like I have a healthy relationship with every single one of them. Like to the point of where like, hey, like if you guys feel like it's an open environment, right? There's a book called Multipliers where they talk about leaders. That's a good one. That's right. A good one. And I honestly, I create an environment where I'm, I am a multiplier. Like I can, like my, like I give them a platform to where they can voice their opinions. They can voice their thoughts. They can voice anything that I feel like, Hey, if you feel like there's something that there needs to be fixed, let me know right now. Let's talk mm. about it. Right. I'm not going to shut you down. And they know that. And that literally I walk into a room. They're like, Hey Jock, here's what I was thinking that make this a little bit better. And you want to know what happens is the fact that when you give them that ability to have that platform to say, hey, here's why I think they have, they feel like they're contributing to the company. They take ownership in that, mm. right? And that's the thing that most people miss. Like I like, they feel like they own part of the company because their idea is being imp implemented now because, and honestly that idea, I didn't even think of it. Like I was like, oh shit, that's a good ass idea too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, right, right. right? It is like, it has made it easier for me. Hey Jock, you know what? I feel like there's a little bit too much on your plate. Like, how about we take this off your plate? Oh, right? I like, like that shit. <laughs> right, right. Like, it's like, okay, like, you know, like, wouldn't you not? That's like a dream team right there. Like, you have employees who want to take a workload off of you. Right? So, that's so a you, damn so you, dream yeah, team. It, it is. And you're building this very successful, you know, uh, healthy ecosystem. And, um, you know, with business is one thing. But, I'm, but I am very curious because I'm like, I could only imagine if I was 22, I had, you know, 10 to 15 employees, a million-dollar business. I was in terrific shape what my sex life and uh, uh you know my relationships with women would be like so i want i want to hear like what does That's a, a what does a, a you know a, a wealthy 22 year old do <laughs> i mean bro to be honest with you up until like i'm i'm dating somebody now um and honestly like i'm like i'm truly in love with this girl but like up until i met her bro i was fucking wildin um <laughs> slayer <laughs> first off wildin for what all three years that you could even yeah, like, right, right. years old. I got a lot on my system. Let's just say that I got a lot on my system, bro. It's a, it's a lot of like interesting situations. Um, a lot of interesting situations, but I mean, I guess it's, um, I mean, there's some crazy ass stories to the point. I think the biggest thing is like having like being able to develop self-control right and like get the shit out of your system like literally learn how to get the shit out of your system you have to get the shit out of your system um so hold on wait. i, I want to go into that a little bit because yeah, yeah. Dive, let's dive deep on this shit so so let's talk about that because when you say when you say get it out of my system does that mean that you're now in a point where you're looking for a long-term partner yeah or, or so, so you no longer want to casually date is what you're saying yeah like not like one night stands just fucking one girl after the other like it was just like honestly i was doing that shit like bro like Dude, like no lie, like you would like if you lived at my apartment, like apartment complex, you see one girl leave and another girl pull up right after, right? <laughs> like that, you literally would just see that shit, yeah. right? And like at a certain point, it just became fucking meaningless, meaningless to me. Shit, like I was like, wow. bro, what the fuck is this? Like I, cause like at the end of the day, like I was, not, it literally was like, yeah, like what the fuck is this shit? Like I don't understand, like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like wow. this shit is not like I'm like this is not like it's not fulfilling. It was going Will Chamberlain. Yeah, <laughs> nah. It was like, bro. I played on some crazy situations, bro. I like, I can tell you like one story. Like, can we actually get? Can you we can get into whatever. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, get Absolutely. into the fucking freakiest, nasty, craziest fucking story. You. No, I'm joking. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. But nah, I mean, um, nah, because I remember on one time, like. Cause I'll, I'll mess with like chicks who are older than me, like, and I mean, like, they're like of all races, all types, and I mean, like, bad, like, you know, like, couple of, like, bad. I said no discrimination over no here, ladies. Nah, yeah, but like, I remember when just one moment, like, I um, and just like I was just chilling, minding my own business, right? Like, I had just literally just had like one chick, like, like I would drop her off in Atlanta, like, and we were just done for the day, and then literally I got a call, like, right then and there from this old chick I used to talk to, and then I like she calls me. And then like I hear this other girl laughing in the background, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I was like, please don't. I was like, because like I kind of vowed that I would never mess with this girl again. But then she was just like, I hear the other girl laughing. I already seen the other girl from her story too. And then um, so like she asked me, she was like, yeah, like I was like, she was like, what you doing right now? Because it was literally right after I just like the other girl just walked right out of my car, like just then, right, right. that very moment. And then she's like, what you doing right now? I was like, whatever, I'm like, I'm just chilling. She was like, hey. She said, I have my friend here. She's like, you want to have a threesome? And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, in my head, I'm like, like, I know I said I would not talk to you again. I was like, <laughs> but I was like, who am I to say no? So I was like, I was Slayer. I was like, bro, like, no, I've had like, bro, to be honest with you, I have a, I had like at least one, two, three threesomes. Jeez. And, yeah, bro, like, oh, he's letting it all fly right like, here. Listen, man, I just applaud your success in every field. <laughs> I'm just cracking up though, man. That's Damn. Yeah. So 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 I, I, I see what I see, I see what this success brings. Yeah, it it is, brings. I mean it's oh, like, he was definitely going Will Chamberlain by the way. He was, man, and that's and, and so but even I mean, so it's not a slowdown thing. So even at twenty two years old, you're like, Hey, I am out here looking to align myself with another human being. I mean, honestly, bro, like I was always like, I mean, at a certain point, I was always try, like, I was trying to do that, like, up until like I had like gone out to like gotten out of a serious relationship, but it was just like to the point of understanding that like you can have all the success and like you can make like, cause like don't get me wrong, like I made a lot of money last year, right? Like I made six figures at, like, you know, you're making six figures at like. 21 like you know that's just like that's really really good right the wholesaling six figures is like it ain't no, no the, and, and the business made seven yeah, yeah the you made, made so yeah. People, people don't realize that you know right. a lot of people you know once you get into entrepreneurship you'd be like yeah you know somebody's business made x amount of dollars but they don't really uh, understand people think that all that goes into the the owner's Shit, pocket that's but, not how but, business no, works it, guys it's not it's not but with wholesaling specifically a large you, part yeah, of that i mean you could make a million and means in your bank account is 300 400,000 bucks. Yeah, but once you have a business partner you kind of split it too. Right. So, I had exactly. a business partner at the time too. So, it kind of split. I mean, we still like I mean, my business partner's already like dude was already multimillionaire. So, like he was like that shit was just fucking play money since ass, really. Right. <laughs> so, like but like I've to me, but to I've me been, that's the life changer. Like, you know, like and I've been in business with somebody like that. I've been in business where that person was already hugely successful and this one business that I got, I'm like, yo, this is everything. Yeah, you know? literally, this is my livelihood. This is me, my life, my blood. Sounds like, like he did a good job choosing a business partner. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bro, he really had like he really had it good for a second, to be honest with you. Like he was literally so hands-off because I was the operator. And I you know, I felt like if, to me, I always felt like I was kind of privileged to be partnered with somebody of his caliber 
right? Like I was like, oh, because that is it. Information yeah. and expertise. Mentorship. That is a level way. of what you partnering for. Yeah, but then at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I feel like I've kind of outgrown this, and yeah. that's just kind of where I got like towards the end of the year. But the reason why I make that point is because, like I said, I made I made a like good amount of money, and to a certain extent, like. I was coming home, and like I said, like I would be having girls over and stuff like that, but it's not like they were staying, yeah. right? So <laughs> you gotta throw that in there. Yeah, so not like I was wife and these chicks. Yeah, throwing that in there because I was still coming home by myself, like you know, just alone, and and I like at a certain point, like I just felt fucking depressed, you know, like I really like you know like 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 they're like you know you're making this money and stuff like that, but I'm like bro, like that's not what I live for. I don't like money doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't provide purpose in my life. Um, random hookups does not fulfill me. It does not provide purpose in my life. That doesn't, that's not fulfilling to me. That's not like, that's not anything significant to me. Um, I just think that to me, the hookups were just like, they were experiences. That's all it was. It was literally just like, okay, cool. Like I want to try this out. Like, I like I like. Hey, she looks interesting. I would want to try it out. Like, right. it's like right. a new food. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've never had this before. <laughs> yeah, like that's how it was. It was like I'm sushi. Just, I'm curious. You know, I'm kind of curious. You know, what I, mean? I, I, I get that. I get that. And then once you got to the place where you're looking for something more serious, like I mean, how are you qualifying women? I mean, oh, uh, so they, they the same age or no? It's a. Uh, it's not from an age standpoint. I think here's a big thing, right? Like we talk about like. Um, there's a there's a subconscious trick that I think that most people should understand in some terms that like the, for example we talk about the like there's something called the RAS, which is going to be your reticular activator. So it's been something located at the base of your spine and controls a little bit of your consciousness, right? Your reticular activating system it controls what you focus on, okay. right? So at this current moment, right, what's going on is that your brain is processing a lot of data, right? So Ryan, you're looking at me, but also your eyes are actually perceiving the entire room, right. but you're focused on me, right? Also your audio, what you're hearing is you're hearing the entire room, but your mind is singling out what I'm saying right now because right, you're focused. Right. Smell, you're smelling a lot of smells, but you're just literally, so your, your reticular activating system controls that. Like that's what it controls. So that's why whenever you get a certain car or you like a car, all of a sudden you start seeing it on the road. Like, oh, and people are like, oh, it's a sign from the universe. No, nah, those cars always been there. It's just that suddenly your mind has started to get highlighted to that. And so the reason I bring up, bring up that point, when we talk about, like, finding a dream girl or a dream wife or somebody that you want, you have to describe them to the T. Like, you have to make your mind aware of what you're looking for so that it, like, the second, like, it happens, your mind is going to trigger, it's going to send a trigger, like, hey, like, this is, like, this is. This the one. Yeah. Or A1. Yeah, exactly. This is something with somebody who fits along what you were kind of looking for. And so for me, the biggest thing is like when we talk about qualifying, disqualifying, I think a big thing for me is I understand that at a certain standpoint, like I do need somebody who's emotionally intelligent, right? Who can understand emotions and a little bit more like expresses a little bit more patience or understanding. Um, also, I look at whether or not if they're clean. Like I look at like, I, like if a girl comes over and stuff like that and I look at her car, I'm looking at your car just to see, are you clean or dirty? Sizing oh, up yeah, the whip. Got to size up the whip. How you are with one thing is how you are with everything. So exactly. she got a dirty-ass whip. You can imagine her place is The perfect. closet looked the same way. Ugh, the bathroom. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's why sometimes I try to 
it's so crazy. That's like sometimes I'm afraid of what this chick place might look like, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna go over there. I've been having a good time with this chick. I'm about to go over to her place. I'm about to stop fucking with this chick once I see her place. That's what I be thinking sometimes. But you, you do have to do some. It's like a property inspection in that motherfucker. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, huh? All right, bathrooms, okay. You do kitchen? You do. Uh, oh, dishes in the sink. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember you one already time. know what you get. You already know what you get. Yo, I remember one time I went to this one chick's place, bro. Like she like she was bad too. I like I walked in and I was like, yo. I stopped everything. Like, it killed the entire vibe. I was like, yo, I was like, do you want me to help you clean? Like, I was like, I think we should just clean your place. Like, I was like literally, like, that's like my first thing that my mom went to because I'm like, bro, I'm not like doing nothing with you. Like, we got to clean this. Like, I'm dead ass. Like, I was like, like, there was a bowl of spaghetti that was three weeks old right there. Ooh, I, was like, no. I was like, nah, we got to clean this shit. I know she was bad because he cleaned it up and still hit. So I know. I, he said, we got to stop. He didn't say I left. He said, I, I Slayer. threw that bowl of spaghetti away and washed it. <laughs> I was washing a dirty bowl of spaghetti. Tarshawn actually told me about a story like that, some, some, something similar, but I, I think you actually stopped talking to a chick because her place was so was Oh, so absolutely. Dirty. And I, I told her it was because her place was dirty. Yeah. Like, I literally said, like, no, 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 no. You need to get you. you, need to get you. And she started making all these excuses. Oh, I'm busy. I work and I do all this. Well, you need to get your cleaning. I have a cleaning lady that comes once a week. Likewise. Mm -hmm. Once a week, I have a cleaning lady come and clean my spot because my cleanliness is that important to me that I invest in the fact that that shit gets cleaned. So the fact that you talking about you this busy and so on and so forth, let me tell you something. If we want some shit bad enough, we make it happen. The mm -hmm. fact that you can even be in that shit comfortably says a lot about your standards. And see, that's the thing I'm looking for in these women. It's like their standards. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if, if our standards ain't aligned, we got some issues. But I want you to go back to it because you was dropping some, you was dropping some stuff. You said emotional intelligence. Yeah. The second one was? Um, I think emotional intelligence. Um, obviously, I know like they have to be clean. Cleanliness. Um, clean, and that goes a little bit deeper, right? The reason why I say like, okay, I'll take a look at the car and stuff like that because that's a, a cluttered environment means a cluttered mind. Mm. Right. And mm. so I, I take it that standpoint. And also, like, usually people like that, we deal with it in our business. Usually, when we have distressed sellers who are usually behind on their finances and their mortgages and stuff like that, you walk into your place, it's not clean. You're disorganized. Yeah, you disorganized. Yeah, like you have a disorganized. It's literally like it's a reflection of how you do everything your lifestyle, your organization, and stuff like that. And for me, like, I know I have a certain level of disorganization. And so I understood that I need a woman who can compliment that and come in and be like completely orderly because, and I, I love that. Like I actually like, that's a huge, huge turn on. Like if somebody's like very, very clean, like OCD clean, like I like, that's a huge turn on for me. That's why like, why like my first girlfriend, that, that was like how she was and how she was, she got that from her family. And also her family was worth over nine figures. Mm. Her dad was like her dad was the same way and her like got it from his grandfather and they were worth over literally worth over nine figures. They have a road in Kennesaw named after them. That's right. Crazy. So like what'd you say her name was? <laughs> <laughs> so quick question, quick question, because this is an interesting topic and thing that I'm seeing, especially among successful men. Because oh, we're about to take it there. Because what I'm seeing here too, especially as a Haitian man, we talked about this a little bit offset. You said that it was actually some discrepancies with you actually having some uh, almost some like cognitive dissonance with, you know, like having a real respect for your own Haitian culture. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as you can imagine, I understand, like we come from these ravishing backgrounds. We know our history and what just our people can kind of have been through. And generationally that have set us up. It's some shit we still dealing with now. Mm -hmm. It's some, our families are a certain way. Right. Our, our, our men are a certain way, our women are a certain way, and it's, 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 it's some shit that we might just have to really deal with and invest in to really heal some of the traumas that we've been through. 
So what I'm seeing a lot of men do, especially successful men, is just opt out and just straight go to another race altogether. Mm-hmm. Now, just in general, I know you sound like, you know, it's just open invitation, open season when it yeah. comes to dealing with these women. Now, when it comes to building your family, what is your standard in that regard as far as the kind of woman that you wife? That's literally so like when we start going into like it's the emotional intelligence. So like when we talk about emotional intelligence, was it was it like what does it mean to me? No, no, I, no, no, no. Let me be clear because I think I'm some confusion. That was a racial question. Oh, racial question. Like speaking, oh, okay. like culturally, oh. culturally and okay. racially, the type of partner that you want to choose. Yeah. Are you open there, or is there some boundaries so, in how you yeah, want to go about me, dating? So, like for me, it's pretty much I've like I've never really looked at it from like okay, like I'm not gonna be dating a certain race or not. Like I've never put restrictions on there because I feel like I feel like love should not be limited to that. Like that's just like my standpoint. That's just literally who I am. Like my girl now is mixed. Right, like that. My girlfriend before that mixed was with, just, mixed with what? Oh, uh, she's black and white. Black and white. Okay. Right. Um, and then before that, like Brazilian. I'm like I said, I've been with girl with every single race. What like, a Brazilian? Yeah. <laughs> this man is going crazy. Wait, yeah. so 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 it could. So that's interesting. So you saying? I mean, what about socially? I mean, when you. So we talk about that, right? So it's like, do they like? Because I understand where you're gonna go from. Like, do you want to be with somebody who actually understands what, who can empathize what you go through, right? And I know a lot of people. The argument is that like, if you don't date somebody who's not black, they're not gonna understand what the struggles that you go through as a black man. And I completely understand, and I agree with that. And so that's like, for me, I look at can this somebody who can express empathy? Mm. So you're looking for the empathy in that person. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Like, that's literally, truly what it is. Like, can you express empathy? Like, can you understand where I'm coming from? Can you understand what I kind of deal with, right? It's the the difference between, it's the difference between, like, you know, like, well, like, hey, I don't see, like, all you got to do is, like, shut up when the, like, you know, there's a difference in the conversation, like, hey, like, you know, just be quiet when the police show up, right? Or some whatever. But, like, because, I mean, it's really, it's truly, like, it's truly (laughs) one of those. Yeah, like, like, Wait, so, exactly. So you, so you date these different women, and what about uh, you know the, the courtship or like like dating? I mean, it, do you find it different? Let's say between dating a black woman or a Haitian woman or a white woman, a Brazilian woman. I mean, to be honest with you, bro, like I've never really found it to be like different. And that's that's when I kind of that's when I kind of like yeah, I'm like that's when I was like yo, this whole like argument is fucking bullshit. Like that's what, like it's like yeah like because they talk about like oh or they'll say like one place is better than the other I'm like it's really all the same like it's really like it, there's not like it's just like any argument against it it's just like it's just a bias and it's just because of you that's all you experience right but once you kind of open the realm of what you're kind of exposing yourself to you understand that like at the end of the day um, as far as like dating across the races and stuff like that it's really like as long as you find somebody who understands and like. And really, like, there's not much. I like, I haven't really experienced some stuff that was really different. Now, granted, you may be going to different restaurants, you know, a little bit, like, you know, culturally speaking, like, you know, like they might be used to like one type of restaurant, you know, like or whatever, or like type of environment and stuff, stuff like that. You might be going to a different club, right? Like, you might be in different environments as far as like, okay, if you're going to like a fucking EDM club or a fucking hip hop lounge, you know, those two different environments. Well, so you do? Do you change like what you do based on the woman you date? To be honest with you, like I'm such a, I'm such a like to be honest, like I'm very fluid, like I like I bro I listen to all types of music, like just to keep it buck with you. Like if if you actually see my like my plays right now, you'll see Lil Dirt, you'll see like you'll see Lil Baby, you also see fucking um, Spanish music, like mm-hmm. Spanish bandit. Like I listen to that shit in my free time, not someone because somebody forces me to. 
Like, you also see fucking, um, you'll see rock music. Like, literally, like, I just, bro, that's the shit I'd be listening to. So, if you had an EDM spot, it's not just because you out there looking for white women. It's because I'm generally. <laughs> yeah. Generally <interested laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just like, fuck with this shit, bro. Like, I'm just like, bro, because I feel like life is endless. I, bro, my mind is such a, it just, it's just operates from curiosity. Like, it literally just operates from fucking curiosity. Like, literally, like, it's like, I feel like life is full of experiences and you shouldn't limit yourself to, like, just one thing. That's why, like, I'm a huge proponent against, like, I don't like going out to clubs. Wait, wait, so you shouldn't just limit yourself to one thing. So assuming you have a committed relationship, is it a monogamous monogamous relationship? Oh, you know, yeah, I mean, right now. <laughs> he's stuttering, he's stuttering this shit now. <laughs> 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 My polygam monogamous? <laughs> so here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing, bro. Like up until I met Lauren, now who's my, who's my girl? She name now? dropping. Oh yeah, shit. yeah. But I mean, I mean, I don't care. Y'all can go. So I'll, be, I'll post her all my like. Yo, she's bad. Like I post all my social media. Like Lauren is bad. She's good for the brand. He's good for the brand. Go ahead. But um, but I mean, other than up until uh, bro, I really was like, yo, like I'm low key, like kind of interested in the polygamous relationship, like because I met this chick out in Houston, and we ain't doing nothing, but she's in a polygamous relationship, and she dates another girl, mm. and like when she kind of talked to me about it, I was like, damn, this is some fucking interesting shit. She was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, what? Like, cause for the longest time, like I thought she was like trying to cheat on, like, cause she would like swipe up all my photos and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, I'm like, are you like cheating on her? What she was on what's your photos? Like, she would swipe up hard eyes on my photos and stuff like oh, that, okay, and she would yeah, have yeah. her posted up. And I'm like, yo, like, are you like, like trying to get fucked? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, um, I'm like, I ain't, like, I'm like, you know, I didn't want to cross that line. But so we actually grabbed dinner. And she's like, no, she's like, we're actually in an open polygamous relationship. Like, she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, she's like, she's on a date right now too. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is kind of interesting. And then wow. she was like, yeah, she was like, we always thought about like having like bring a guy in, like you know, like it'd be like a little tribe, little, little family. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, and obviously, like like I said, I'm just a fucking curious person. I'm like, okay, cool, like that. That's like kind of interesting. But like up until now, I mean, like Lauren is like pretty much like all I need to be honest with you. Like she's like, yeah, I mean, like for me, like it's really like I'm cool now, like off of it. But I did give the thought. So like watch a, that game. The curiosity will kill these cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, get, <laughs> we'll get the cats killed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that man, listen, that's interesting, bro. That's interesting. Oh, I'm still gosh. thinking about that shit too because um, you you are a young man, mm-hmm. you, so I mean, I fully expect you know just like anybody for you to grow and develop and change every day. So just thinking about getting into a relationship because this is the thing, your body works different from even me at 33, 33 mm-hmm. year old body. And so, and the curiosity I'm sure is like expansive, even even the younger you are, you know what I mean? So I'm just thinking like in the future, I mean, do you see that possibly changing? I mean, I don't know. Like I, I think it just really depends on like, just the dynamics of how like my relationship goes. Mm. I think that's like pretty much just how it kind of is because I mean, at the end of the day, it's really about what I focus on. Cause right now, my mind is so focused on just working business that it's not really like, it's not concerned with going out. Like it's literally like, I just like literally, I flew back in today from like right before we got in here, like from Chicago, from seeing Lauren. Like I've honestly seen Lauren, like had, like I've flown to Chicago for past like four, like four, five times in the past month and a half. Whoa, 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 that's a key. So not only are you in a long-term relationship. But it's long, long distance. distance. You in, wow, mm-hmm. you, that shit's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it's like just a just a kind of touch back to the point that we talked about when you find like when you have somebody perfectly described, like and what you're looking for, 
Like I told Lauren, I'm like, though no, she asked me like, why do you why do you keep on coming back to Chicago? Like why do you actually like love me? You know, like and it's like at the end of the day, I'm like, it's such like, a chick question. It is. Yeah. They 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 always want to know that shit. Question. Yeah. Why, why do you love me? Why? But you my like me? my honest <laughs> answer was that like what I'm looking for, I can't find in Georgia. Cause like 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 an absolute that was just reality situation. Like like I said, like like I've been with many women and it's just like I'm like I'm like yo like what I'm looking for, I can't find down here. Now that's a whole nother thing. Now Atlanta girls, yeah. y'all see what's happening here? Y'all letting this seven-figure business, long-term buy and hold guy here, but you hear go to Chicago to find his woman. Ain't that you, something? You hear that from women all the time, though. You hear women always say, you know, hey, I, if you looking for a dude, you looking to be in a relationship, don't come to Atlanta. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, and you're literally saying the same thing. Yeah, bro. I mean, what, what is it about being known for that casual sex? But what in is a sense. It, now I heard, heard here New York is really like that too. But like, what is it about Atlanta that you think you can't find what you're looking for? I mean, bro. Like, I think it's not even like the ge geography and stuff like that. I think it's like more so just like how, like, all the traits that she like checks off. Like when I talked about like how, like how, like, bro, like, let's just like if I was gonna go and describe this girl, right? Like, let's just say for example, right? Like at the end of the day, like. She's fucking bad as hell. Like that's just, like that's one, right? But she's also smart as fuck. Like she is way smarter than me, right? Like and that's just one of those things. And so like orderly, clean, um, emotionally intelligent, right? Like there is one thing that this girl had told me that I'm like, like I was like, you know, this is the one, right? Like and it was one thing that no girl has ever, ever, ever said to me a day in my fucking life. Just interacted with girls. Right? Get your notepads, right? But like <laughs> I remember, I like I told her about like I had this like this thing. I'm like, like yo, if I ever get to a point where or if I'm like 80, 90, and I'm like in a fucking wheelchair and I can't wipe my own ass, you could go ahead and just off me then, right? Like you could just go ahead and off me, right? And I told her that, and she was like, she was like, she was like, she was like, um, first off, she was like, if you couldn't wipe your own ass, I would be wiping it for you. Mm. Right and I, and that was just like obviously like and like love at first sight, bro. Like it's not been like and <laughs> the thing wiper. is, yeah, bro. Like, first, bro, like I love at first wipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But nah, it's just like when somebody comes out with that genuine, that genuine type of care. Like I've never even like, especially the women are in my generation, bro. They not shit. Like bro, like, I'm not keeping a fuck with you. Like they're not shit. Like bro, like they're not gonna be. You get you guys see on social media. I mean, like, you guys see, we, you know, we. <laughs> yeah, you, you see what I'm dealing with. Like, you see, it's some riffraff out here. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It's some riffraff out here. Oh my god. Hey, hey, look, fellas, we got a man. We got to close this one out because I, this, oh, this is good because let me tell you, I, I got some. I can agree with you about you know the dating pool because I'm I'm seeing it too. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've had a rotation for a while, and um had a lot of experience, a lot of experiences, and um I'm 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 agreeing with with what you're seeing out here, and it's. It's kind of wild, so I, I respect any decision that allows or aligns with you ascending mm -hmm. to the highest and best version of yourself. Now you got to have a vision with this shit too. Like it can't yeah. be short. It can't be short-sighted and emotional. But if you feel like that's the best decision for you to ascend to your highest and best self and the fulfillment of your purpose, then you know it's it's a damn good decision on that one. So actually, man, closing it out, I want you to actually talk to the listeners at this point. I want you to tell the people how they can get in contact with you. You're not selling shit right now. They, nah, you I'm ain't not got selling, no. He really in the business right now. My, my, my dog is really doing business. Yeah, yeah. He ain't got nothing to sell. We've we been, we, we been like that the whole damn time, too. We about to get something to sell to y'all ass real quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm coming out with something this year, though. Like, I'm going to start start dropping more products, like sales training, um, mindset, consulting. Like, a lot of the, like, I'm actually certified under the same Sharper um, business consulting, too. Excellent, excellent. Uh, excellent. 
Excellent. But yeah, so like, I mean, pretty much like, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, reach out to my IG, drop jock, the hard eyes. Jock underscore dot <laughs> Pierre. So J A C Q U E S underscore dot P I E R R E. Um, also, I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, and then also, so my Twitter's handle is going to be J underscore real business B I D B I D N E S S. So real business. Um, and that's pretty much like kind of the best ways to reach out to me, to be honest yeah. with you. No doubt, man. No doubt. Listen, appreciate having you on the show, man. Appreciate you sharing and giving us your perspective. I think a lot, like, it's a lot to take from this. It's uh -huh. been a pleasure, but we're going to have to talk about that long distance relationship and, uh, you know, this, this monogamy at yeah. 22, man. Yeah, we, 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 can get some free, we can get some free one-on-one -on -one coaching after yeah, the, after yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, listen, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please comment your thoughts of this show right up under here and make sure you are subscribed to the channel. But look, hardly initiated, baby. We are out. Oh, man. I said way too much on that. That was fun, man. <laughs> <laughs>